Happy Sunday, and welcome once again to another HOD podcast. Um, Thank you all for tuning in once again to another podcast. We are grateful and thankful that God has allowed us to see another day, has allowed us to be able to bring you guys another podcast on another Sunday, uh, and just going back through uh, the podcasts that have already been posted and um, just looking back on um, we've are what we've already presented to you guys. Uh, we have actually had this podcast going for a full year now. Um, our anniversary was actually April the 5th, which was the first podcast that was ever posted in the year 2020. And we have now come up on one full year of uh, the HOD podcast being in existence. And we are definitely thankful and grateful that you guys have made uh, this podcast a success and that you have all um, continued to take time out of all of your busy schedules to tune in each and every week that we have posted um, and have listened to uh to what God has allowed us to be able to give to the people. So we are definitely uh, grateful to see our one year anniversary come. Um, we know that some were uh, sending messages about podcasts on last week and we apologize for not being able to get one posted, but I was actually on vacation. So um, being out ripping and running with uh, my wonderful wife, and our, uh, our three girls uh, that kind of had me tied up on last Sunday and was unable to get a podcast posted. But we are back here nevertheless once again to give you guys exactly what it is that you expect to receive each and every week. Great word and very, very good music. Um, we want to remind you all, as always... Uh, our fourth Sunday of every month at House Deliverance Ministries, located at 3039 Thoroughfare Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. We will be having service at 10 a.m. Um, and we definitely want to send out a warm welcome to all of our listeners. If you are free, please, please come on through and fellowship with us. We would love to see you come through those doors and to be able to allow you to see why the podcast is the way it is. Um, We uh, look forward to seeing your faces and we are anticipating that many of our listeners will begin to come through and visit and see us on a Sunday that we are having our services. Currently, We are still only having service on the fourth Sunday of each month um, at 10 a.m. But you all know whenever that is updated, I will definitely be bringing you the information to let you all know uh, when a Sunday has been added to our schedule to uh, come together. Uh, I know uh, um, quite a few of our members have either been fully vaccinated or um, have at least had one of their shots and are um, on uh, 
standby, I guess, uh, until their date comes for their second shot. Um, I myself have had my first shot and I'm supposed to receive my second dose this Tuesday. So just to let you guys know, we are definitely taking all precautions. We are still wearing our mask. We are still sanitizing our hands and we are definitely checking each and every person who comes to the door's temperature to make sure that we are all um, doing our part to uh, try to be as safe as possible in the times that we are currently living in. Um, but with all that being said, let's jump into this podcast. I know you guys have been waiting, wait no longer. So, as we always say, sit back, relax, kick your feet up for as long as you can. I know all of my faithful church socks wearers who uh, love to slide through their kitchen whenever that bump track drops. I'm not going to disappoint you this Sunday. We definitely got another hot one for you. So prepare yourself and let's get into it.
Are y'all ready? Come on, sing it with me. It's gonna work. You got to get your choir rock on on this one. It's gonna work. Oh, yes it is. It's gonna work. That's right. chapter 16 beginning at verse 1 one day Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute he went in to spend the night with her the people of Gaza were told Samson is here so they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate they made no move during the night saying at dawn we will kill him but Samson lay there only until the middle of the night. Then he got up and took hold of the doors of the city gate together with the two posts and tore them loose, bar and all. He lifted them to his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, see if you can lure, lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. I'm going to stop right there. We, we've been in this series since the beginning of the year. I'm working on something. 
And we've been looking at various things that the Lord calls us to work on. And uh, we've looked at faith and, and various other issues. And more recently, we've been looking at I'm working on my purpose. And one of the things we talked about was the reality that before you can walk in purpose, you have to be prepared for purpose. I start this teaching this morning with this statement that there are too many people who are on the road to humanly chosen destinies because they made choices that messed up their divinely predetermined destiny. Say that again. There are too many people who are on the road to humanly chosen destinies. Because they made choices that messed up their divinely predetermined destiny. That the reality is if you are on a road or in something now that was not what you know God called you to be. God did not change God's mind about your purpose and destiny. But perhaps you made choices that change the course. And sometimes instead of allowing God to use even the bad choices to reposition you for the same purpose. You made assumptions that it was a bust and chose something else. Our choices when it comes to life make the difference. Sometimes the difference in a destiny is a decision. And sometimes... The difference in the destiny is knowing how to make the right decision. Samson, we, we already know because of some of the lessons we've looked at, Samson was a great man. We know Samson to be a great man of strength because of how he has already defeated the Philistines in various battles. So we know he's a man of strength. We know he's a man of wisdom because if you were to go back and read chapter 15, there was a riddle that nobody could figure out and Samson was able to give them the answer to the riddle. We know he's a man of resourcefulness because the last time we looked at Samson, Samson used as an asset what most people would walk by, the jawbone of a donkey to defeat an army. So we know Samson is a man of strength. Samson is a man of wisdom. Samson is a man of resourcefulness. But with all of that, he's not a man of discernment. Now, let me, let me help you when I say discernment. I know I'm going to get somebody. I'm not speaking of the gift of discernment, which is what the, Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul mentions in the gifts of the Spirit. Remember, the gifts of the Spirit are for the body of Christ. So that the gift of discernment was the ability or the giftedness through the unction and the choice of God and the Holy Spirit for you to discern spirits, watch this, within the body of Christ and then speak on them, cast them out, bind them and pray against them. Yes, because discernment, I'm doing a little teaching on this real quick. Discernment always has a connected gift. What do you mean? The spirit, the gift of discernment always has a connected gift intercessors have the gift of discernment prophets real prophets and preachers have the gift of discernment why because you have to see it right to pray it right you have to see it right to preach it right so that if you have the spiritual gift 
of discernment, it has partnered with another gift. God is not giving out the spiritual gift of discernment just because you want to be nosy. God isn't going to show you something about somebody else just because you think you deserve to know what's going on in their life. <laughs> no, when I say discernment, I'm talking about something not that deep and even more simple. I'm talking about the ability to make good choices because of sound judgment. <laughs> it's the ability to know what's right, watch this, and what's right for me. Woo! It's the ability to determine between what's good and what's good for me. Because just because something good doesn't mean it's good for me. Samson doesn't have the ability to make good decisions with his wisdom, with his resourcefulness, with his strength. He keeps getting in trouble because he doesn't know how to make good decisions and i'm talking to somebody already you're frustrated with your life because you're living right you're doing right but you keep making bad choices whether it be friendships or relationships or job opportunities or elevation on the job you're in or school or choices with your children or if you're a young adult choices about if that's the right man or that's the right woman and you're frustrated because you've got all these other gifts but you just don't know how to make good choices and let me tell you why you need to pray for the ability to make good choices because the enemy yeah is waiting and watching yeah. See, and here it is here's what's really deep here's what we learned from samson sometimes the enemy doesn't show up looking like trouble but the enemy is watching because if you were to read this whole story, they've been watching Samson, looking for an opportunity to not simply destroy him, but to destroy his purpose. They, they are watching and he ain't got no idea they got their eyes on him, which means just because you don't see trouble don't mean trouble ain't looking at you. Just because you don't see danger does not mean danger is not right up on you. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. They're watching Samson, but Samson don't know they're watching him. Just because you don't see the trouble don't mean it ain't close. And you've got to have the ability to have discernment and make good choices so that you don't allow the enemy to destroy your purpose because the devil is coming after your purpose. Thus far, Samson has made bad choice after bad choice, especially when it comes to women. But he's been able by the grace and favor of God to overcome every last one of them. Can I tell y'all, here's the trick of the enemy, because I want to get in these points, because these points going to be gut punch. Here, here's the trick of the enemy. The enemy has no issue with you living as long as you're living a purposeless life. So if he can't get your gift, oh, this is going to be good. He tries to destroy your name so that nobody trusts your gift. Ooh, I said something. If he can't destroy your gift, he tries to destroy your name 
so that nobody trusts your gift. Woo! And now, watch this, if he can't take your name, he tries to make you destroy your own name through your choices. So then you've got to develop the skill of sound judgment when it comes to making choices, not just right uh, and, or wrong, right and wrong, better and best. What's good, what's not good, what's good, what's not good for me. Because if you don't learn how to do this, what starts out fun will end up fatal. Let me give you three principles on on how to make good choices. Um, This is going to be real rough. You got to learn, here's the first one, how to process pain so you can manage decisions. We often, when we get to Judges chapter 16, we often run to Delilah, but something happened before he got to Delilah. Read chapter 16 again where we started. Don't start at verse 4. That's where we normally start. Start at verse 1. He 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 could have been the video on BET for I'm in love with a stripper because he falls in love with a hooker. He falls in, he goes to a hooker. He doesn't fall in love with her, but he fell into her. Uh, take that any way you want. He goes... And he goes in and lays with a hooker. Um, um, he goes in and lays with a hooker. Um, he's making these bad choices. He first wanted a woman that wasn't supposed to be his. His father said, that ain't supposed to be yours. He goes together anyway. He's made one bad choice after another. And now, he's with a hooker. He's with a prostitute. Now, now, before we get too hard on the brother, he ain't much different than us. What do you mean? I'm not, I'm not saying you going to prostitutes, but I, I want to do a deeper exegetical psychoanalysis of Samson's decisions. Because you've got to ask the question, what led him to a hooker? Um, if you were to go back right before this, this is going to mess some of y'all up. Um, he, he's married. Samson has been married. He's been married. And he goes into a battle. Watch this. And when he comes back from the battle, he discovers that the wife he's engaged to has left him and gone to his best friend. Behind his back. See, we don't read the Bible. We just read the stories we like. He he marries this woman, comes back home, and she's been given not just to somebody else, but given to his best friend. The pain of that rejection, I believe, and the betrayal of his family to give his wife to his best man leads him into the arms of a prostitute. So here it is. Now he tries to pay for his comfort. He tries to pay to medicate his pain. That's how we're like Samson. Because the hooker can't hurt him. (laughs) The hooker can't betray him. Jesus. He's not trying to give his heart to the hooker. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't saying nothing. I know you right now sitting on your couch. Uh, He, he can go lie with a hooker in the midst of his pain to medicate his pain because she can at least give him a momentary escape. Here's my question to you. What has been your hooker? When you don't manage pain, what has been your hooker? Has it been the bottle? Has it been the drugs? Has it been gambling? 
Has it been a getaway? Y'all, ooh, this is rough this morning. Has it been the side chick? Hmm. What? What? Has been your, what have you used? What have you paid to try to medicate your pain and escape your hurt? Because here's what happens. When you don't manage pain, you will manipulate your world in order to avoid feeling it. Preach Rudolph McKissick. Let me say that one more time. When you don't manage your pain, you will manipulate your world in order to avoid feeling it. So everybody know you in hell, but you walking around here with a false reality like everything's okay. You walking around here like you got it all together. You're drinking yourself to sleep at night, but coming out in the day trying to fool everybody. When you don't deal with your pain, you got to manipulate your world. And now your every decision is informed by your pain. Your every decision is informed by your attempts to manipulate your world so that you don't have to face your pain. Some of y'all, some of y'all listening to me right now, don't even feel you deserve better because of some of the choices you have made that led to pain, rejection, and failure. Some of y'all listening to me right now have let the enemy and people convince you that you deserve the life you have. Because of all the stuff you've done wrong. You, you beat yourself up over your choices. People hold you hostage to those choices. But I got something God told me to tell you. Please don't throw your phone. This is going to liberate and deliver somebody right now. God told me to tell somebody, forgive yourself for the things you did in survival mode. I just said something right there. Forgive yourself. I know y'all. I know this ain't the kind of preaching y'all. Forgive yourself for the things you did in survival. Yeah, you slept with him. Yeah, you slept with her. Yeah, you got drunk. Yeah, you got on weed. Yeah, you got on crack. Yeah, you started gambling. Yeah, you started stealing. Yes, you started lying. Yes, you hung out with the wrong group. Yes, you started gossiping. Yes, you started doing all kinds of stuff. But God told me to tell you today, you ain't got to lay with a to get over your pain forgive yourself for what you did in survival mode heal so you can speak from your scars and not your wounds forgive yourself and heal so that you stop bleeding on folk that didn't cut you Cancel your schedule with your hooker. Cancel your appointment with your hooker. Some of y'all got an appointment later this evening with your hooker. Jack Daniels, Ducey, Cutty Saw. Y'all done got quiet on me now, son. Some of y'all got an appointment this evening with your hooker. Yes. Cracker. Gambling. Yes, side chick. Even in a coronavirus. God told me to tell you, cancel your appointment with your hooker. Forgive yourself and watch God restore you. Because I'm a living witness. God will forgive you for the stuff you did in survival mode. God will let you get beyond the stuff you did in survival mode. Jesus. Preach my kiss. I got, got to keep going. This is the second thing. Um, internalize your identity. Oh, this is going to get good. 
So let's go to the encounter he has with Delilah. And we are always so quick to jump on Delilah and blame her and judge her. And I'm going to deal with Delilah in a couple of weeks. But I want to suggest to y'all this morning that Delilah wasn't the problem. Mm, y'all don't like that. Delilah, y'all walk around here calling, you know, with this misogynistic interpretation of the Bible, she's a Jezebel or she's a Delilah. Delilah ain't the problem. Why? Because Delilah wasn't the one with the God-given instructions for a God-given assignment. The problem wasn't Delilah being who she was. The problem was Samson not being who he was. She, she was acting in a way that was consistent with her identity. The hooker was acting in a way that was consistent with her identity. It was Samson who forgot who he was. He's a Nazarite. You got to always keep before you and act accordingly to who you are. Who, who you are um, and how you act with me. Won't matter when I know who I am. And set your boundaries around who you are. And remember, you are not responsible for people's reactions to your boundaries. I know I'm going to get in trouble. Now, please understand, you, you, you know who you are. You're a Christian. You're a believer. You're a faith walker. And, and it don't matter what anybody else. They can cuss you out. They can say all manner of evil against you. They can lie. They can do whatever you It doesn't matter who they are if you know who you are. God help me today. You ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. Because people who don't understand you won't settle for proof. And people who know you don't need it. Uh, Meacham, they're not ready for this one. Yeah, yeah. People who, who, who don't know you won't settle for you proving it. So why are you trying to prove? You don't need people's approval to be who God called you to be. You were born pre-approved. I dare you to write in the comments, I'm pre-approved. I'm, I'm born pre-approved. Ain't nobody got to approve me. I don't need you to approve me. I was born pre-approved. I don't need you to caress me. I was born pre-approved. Just remember who you are. Why? Because it will keep you from tolerating some things. It will keep you from falling into some things like Samson. It will keep you honest against things you want that you shouldn't have. Let's be honest. When I've been hurt and betrayed and when life gets rough, I want to get pissy drunk. But that's not who I am. I want to cuss you out. But that's not who I am. I want to sleep with you. But that's not who I am. I want to say the hell with you. But that's not who I am. Hey, come on, I know this is a little too keep it real for some of y'all this morning. You, you got to know who you are, child of God. And stop worrying about what other people do and how other people talk and how other people act. They are consistent with their authentic self. You just don't forget who you are. The devil's going to always be the devil. You can bind him and plead the blood over him. Pray in your heavenly language. Those are not things to change the devil. Those are things to defeat the devil. Uh-oh. Come here. Let me say it one more time. You can bind and loose and lay hands and speak. 
your heavenly language. Those are things to change the devil. You can't change the devil. The devil is the devil. Those are things to defeat the devil and to help you remain who you are. But some of y'all can't have a life because you're so busy worrying about what folks think about you and how other people treat you. Haters are going to hate. Gossipers are going to gossip. Petty is going to be petty. But you got to get to the place where you say, I refuse to wait on you to stop being a certain way for me to know who I am. I am a Christian. I am born again. I am blood washed. I am redeemed. I am an heir i am a joint heir i've got purpose i've got value i've got assignment i know what i walk in i know what god's given me and i set my boundaries around all of that and if you don't like it jimmy crack corn and i don't care because i know who i am know who you are and set your boundaries Delilah wasn't a problem. No, Samson was the problem. Everything Delilah's going to do, she going to do. She took the money for whatever reason to use him. Maybe she needed the money. Tim, this is going to be a, this is a clubhouse topic, what I'm about to say. Maybe, maybe, maybe she... Maybe she needed the money. Maybe, maybe, maybe she needed the money to take care of her. Maybe she hadn't done well with her money. So she's got to trick to get the money to do so. That's why for all my single ladies, get your silver before you get your Samson. Okay, that was rough. That was rough. Get your silver before you get your Samson. Get your money before you get your man. Because if I get my silver and I get my money, I ain't got to hook trick and get connected to other people to try to get money just to make it. I got to keep going. Let me. Let me. Um, I'm done. Let me say one last thing. And this is so simple, but it's deep. Know the source of your strength. Know the source of of your strength. Um, read the text and there's something implied that artists have messed up. They said to Delilah, find out where he get all this strength from. Don't miss this. Find out where he gets this strength from. We, he knocking down pillars and, um, he defeating, defeating people with jawbones or donkeys. So Delilah said, tell me, tell me what, what makes you so strong? How you, how you so strong? She, she asks this on behalf of the Philistines. Now, now, them asking this question brings an implication that destroys some assumptions. Whenever I, I, I don't know about some of y'all, but, but whenever I've seen pictures portraying Samson, particularly those pictures with him between the two pillars pushing them out, um, whenever I've seen pictures of Samson standing between those two pillars, the picture of Samson is with huge biceps looking like a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. They always got him looking like a bodybuilder because he's strong enough to knock stuff down. Because how else would you have him to look doing what he's doing? But when you read the question again, I think we can conclude that these pictures we see are inaccurate. <laughs> they got these pictures of this buff dude. And the implication is he's buff enough to knock stuff down. Well, if that were the truth, they would not have to send someone to ask him how he's so strong. 
All you got to do is read the Bible. If, 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 if his muscles were the reason, there would be no need to ask the question. I promise you I'm going somewhere. Oh, catch the nuance. Find out from him, how is he so strong? That means that his ability to do things that they have witnessed him doing is not from something that is readily and visibly apparent. Teach Holy Ghost. Because if it were obvious about his strength, then there would be no need to try to figure it out, Jesus. That means, I believe Samson ain't buff, he ain't muscular like a bodybuilder. Ooh, this is going to be good right here. The fact that they see him doing all of these things beyond his ability and yet have to ask how he's doing it is because his strength or its source is not readily visible. I'm going somewhere. So that in a real sense, his power doesn't match his person. They can't quite figure out where it's coming from because it ain't apparent. God, this is finna get good. They keep looking at him, knocking stuff over, defeating armies, knocking other stuff over, defeating armies, and they looking at him, and he ain't that big. He ain't that, he's not that buff. He's not that muscular. They said, I need you to find out, Delilah, because we don't see how he's doing all of this with what he looks like. Find out where his strength comes from. Which means he has a strength, yeah, in a place, God, this is going to get good, that they can't see. Mm. I'm, I'm done, but here comes my prophetic word for you this morning. I'm, I'm done, y'all, but here, here, here it comes, and this is my word that's going to keep you going. May, may I tell you that there are some people who can't figure you out, Jesus. Because they see all that you do, but they can't see where you get the strength from. They see all that you're accomplishing. They see all that you're conquering. And they can't figure out how you keep doing it, teach Holy Ghost. They, they see you making way for those kids. And they, they see you making it even though you lost your job. And they, they see you getting your kids through, through public school or private school and then college. They, they see you on your feet after your divorce. And they, they want to talk about you, but they don't like you. Because as much as you've been through, you should have been crazy by now. And they can't figure out how in the world. Jesus. You ain't got the degrees. That's obvious. You don't have the money. That's obvious. You ain't connected. That's obvious. And people can't figure out how you keep making it. How you keep going. How you keep bouncing back. How you keep overcoming. How you keep your head held high with everything you going through. How you haven't lost your mind. How you still got your joy. How you still got your peace. How you still know your name. How you still got your happiness. Their problem is they're trying to judge you 
on the ability of visibility but you got to tell people oh no don't judge my capability on what is visible because my strength is not readily visible there is something at work in you that people cannot see you got to tell people I got a strength you cannot see you think I do it because I'm connected I'm not you think I'm making it because I got money I don't you think I'm making it because I'm taking energy pills I'm not the only reason I'm making it is because there's something inside me that keeps me going it's called the power of the Holy Ghost we know from the end of the story that the glory left Samson there it is which means the reason Samson can do stuff is because there's a glory inside of him I'm not talking about the glory like when we give glory that word glory there is anointing there's an anointing in me there's a power in me there's a Holy Spirit in me that keeps me going when I feel like giving up and that's my shout to somebody today you want to know why I'm making it you want to know how I can take it you want to know how I can keep going you want to know why I haven't lost my mind you want to know why I haven't quit you want to know why I got my head held up there's something inside me it's called the power of the Holy Spirit it's called the power of the Holy Ghost I had a long week my body was tired my body was weak I had a headache for over 24 hours I didn't feel like talking I didn't want to talk to nobody I didn't want to be bothered with nobody I didn't know how I was going to make it today but then I got reminded of this sermon that said son it ain't about your strength it's not about your strength it's not about your preaching prowess but there's a spirit that's inside you that's gonna give you the strength to do what you cannot do on your own it's the strength that restores your 93 year old daddy's body it's the strength that keeps your 92 year old mother going when she ought not be able to do what she does it's the strength that keeps your children going it's the strength that keeps your wife going it's the strength that keeps your marriage going it's the strength that keeps your church going it's the strength that keeps your family going when we've had death after death over the last three years and I speak it to somebody you lost your husband during this virus you lost your loved one during this virus and you're saying you don't know how you can make it child of God I came to tell you what makes you so strong it's the power 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 people been waiting to watch you break down people been waiting to see you break down people been waiting to see you losing they've been putting bets on you losing your mind they've been putting wages on you going crazy they've been waiting on you to drink they've been waiting on you to cuss they've been waiting on you to quit but they don't know no weapon that 
that is formed against you shall be able to prosper. There is something on the inside that will give you the strength you need, the endurance you need, the power you need, the courage you need, everything you need. It's inside. I want you to write in the comments. I want you to write, I'm strong. Come on, write it in the comments. I'm strong. Write it in the comments. I'm strong. I'm stronger than my look. I'm stronger than my problems. I'm stronger than my money. I'm stronger than my connections. I'm stronger than my family. Because can't none of them give me what I need. But there's a power that's on the inside of me that keeps me going. There's a power on the inside of me that won't let me lose. There's a power on the inside of me that will not let me quit, will not let me faint, will not let me throw in the towel, will not let me lose my joy, will not let me... What makes you so strong? Here's what's deep. Here's what's deep. Um, um, you only saw <laughs> you only saw Samson's strength when he needed to show it. Um, 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 only when he needed to knock stuff down. It's going to get good. Only when he needed to defeat an army. Only when he needed to push down pillars. Other than that, you didn't know he was like this. Because this, this anointing, this, this glory, this strength only came up. See, people, people got you twisted. People got you messed up. Um, people don't know how strong you really are. Um, they, they think you timid. And they mistake you for being timid. And they mistake you for being weak because of what you look like. But here's what, God, I hope you don't tear your house up. And I hope nobody in this sanctuary don't, I hope you don't throw your phone. Because here's what people don't know about you. When you get back into a corner and life tries to get the best of you there's something that comes up on the inside and some of y'all ought to be saying right now let struggle come my way let hell come my way let problems come my way let trouble come my way mess with my children mess with my wife mess with my husband mess with my family and you'll see just how strong I am do I have a witness today that can say there's a strength in me that will come out when the road gets rough it will come out when trouble comes my way it will come out when hell is on my back the devil is defeated and God is exalted because I have the strength to handle every situation I have the strength to handle every predicament and I'm pushing it back pushing depression back Pushing discouragement back. Pushing bitterness back. Pushing sickness back. Pushing frustration back. Pushing anxiety back. Pushing debt back. Pushing cancer back. Pushing the devil back. Because I've got a power. 
folk, when folk say to you, child, I don't know how you're making it. Stop that false modesty. I don't know either, child. Yes, you do. Stop putting in the atmosphere wrong stuff. I just don't know how I'm doing it. Yes, you do. I just don't know how I'm going to make it. Yes, you do. Just, I don't know how much more I can take. Yes, you do. I, just, I think I've taken all I can take. No, you haven't. I, I speak to someone. I hear it in the Holy Ghost who's having suicidal thoughts right now. I, I speak to you in the Holy Ghost because you're frustrated and you're tired. You've been living right. You've been living for the kingdom. You've been walking in holiness. and You're tired because every choice you make seems to end up bad. And you right now are at a point where you're saying, I'm going to take my life, but I speak against it. There's a power inside you that people don't see. There's a power inside you that you don't even know. And when you come out on top, when you come out with the victory, people are going to say what makes you so strong and I need you to tell them there's a God on the inside of me there's a Holy Spirit on the inside of me there's a glory on the, in the inside of me there's an anointing on the inside of me there's a power on the inside of me there's a glory on the inside of me there's a peace on the inside of me there's a joy on the inside of me there's a power on the inside of me and it's called the power of the Holy Holy Ghost. It's called the glory of the Holy Ghost. It's called the Shekinah of the Holy Ghost. And it makes me strong. Hey! 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 It's the power! Ooh. It's the power. It's the it's the power. What makes you so strong? I can't. Because for the life of me, I can't see it. Single mother. What makes you? So strong. Unemployed person. What makes you so strong? Sick in your body. What makes you so strong? No money, but you're making ends meet. What makes you so strong? Father. Raising your child, what makes you so strong? Family walked away from you, what makes you so strong? Lost husband or lost wife or lost child to this COVID virus, what makes you so strong? Black people. <laughs> makes you so strong when when black lives don't matter when knees are on our necks when, when senators can talk about hanging people from trees and nobody says anything when they spit on us and kill us and shoot up our one year old babies and get off free 
when we're the last hired in the first fire. When somebody from our community does a shooting and they call him a thug and they say he was a gangbanger, but when a white person does the shooting, they just had a bad day. The hell is that? Black people, what makes us so strong? When, when, when we have to deal with being looked at because our skin is different. When we have to deal now because of a former president who was a bigoted Klansman in disguise has now unleashed a bigotry and a prejudice and a racism in our country unlike we've ever seen what makes us so strong when we have to deal with a governor who placates to an old president and when we vote for returning citizens to get back their rights because he knows most of them are black he puts in a new policy that still won't let them vote what makes black folks so strong what makes women so strong when in a day where everybody should be liberated and independent women still can't get jobs when in a day where we should be liberated black preachers and black churches still think women can only be ushers where women can't be CEOs black woman what makes you so strong it's the power that's inside us the power of the Holy Spirit. They couldn't figure out. They kept saying, find out, because he don't look that big. <laughs> find out, because he don't look like he got all that. Delilah, find out. What? How's he able to do that? And that's what people are saying about you. That's why they lie. That's why they're having to come up with different reasons. That's why they're having to come up with different excuses to try to make them feel better about your resilience. Because you're strong. Because there's something inside of the you ought to wake up every day this week saying, I'm pre-approved and I'm strong. I'm pre-approved and I'm strong. There's a God in me. There's his power in me. There's his spirit in me. There's his glory in me. There's his anointing in me. Don't you go anywhere. I want to pray. Ooh. I want to pray for you. You don't even know how strong you really are. You've let your bad choices convince you that you're weak. You've, you've let your bad decisions convince you that you're weak. You've, you, you've let some of the stuff you've had to deal with in the aftermath of decisions make you feel like you don't have a destiny. You, you, you've allowed... You've allowed life to define your value instead of your value defining your life choices. You're waking up putting in the atmosphere defeat when you wake up. I don't know how I'm going to do all this today. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how much more I can take. You're putting defeat in the atmosphere. You just got to say, there's a strength inside me. 
And when I need it, like Samson, it will come forth. That's what you got to start saying. I'm stronger than I know. I'm stronger than I see. I'm stronger than I think. Come on, would you bow with me? Don't sign off. Don't skip over to another page. Stay here. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I pray for somebody right now who's feeling weak and defeated. I pray for somebody right now who feels like victory is not nigh. And I, feel for, I pray for somebody right now who, who fears and feels like they're at the end of their rope and they've done all they can do. God, today, help them to know that deep inside them is a resilience and an endurance and a strength and a power. And when it's needed and at the right time, it will come forth and they will knock down pillars. They will defeat enemies. They will get victory over armies that are trying to defeat them. God, right now, I pray that that spirit that is resident in them because of the power of your Holy Spirit, you said in your word, you would not leave us comfortless. And because you didn't leave us comfortless, you have not left us powerless. And so God, I pray right now that somebody will get in touch with their Holy Ghost. Somebody will get in tune with their Holy Spirit. Somebody will recognize that your power is inside them, that they can make it until they find the new job. They can make it until they get back on top of their bills they can make it through this season of death and grief they can make it through this season of sickness in their body or in their family they can make it through this season of their child being wayward they can make it through this season of their marriage not being in the good place they can make it and they can overcome it and they can get on top of it and they can get victory over it because there's a power there's a strength in us the power of the Holy Spirit God we thank you that you put that power in us that just when we think we can't take anymore you show us we can take a whole lot more and now God if there's anybody listening to me who doesn't know your son Jesus Christ they've never confessed him as their savior that he died for their sins that God raised them from the dead or maybe they're saved today but they're saying I haven't heard teaching like this I need teaching like this and I want to be a part of this church but I'm not in Jacksonville I'm not in Florida I'm not even in the United States but God thank you today for the Bethel experience everywhere where people can get connected to this church and be a part not only of a Sunday live but a ministry that's vibrant and move on the altar of their heart cause them to make a decision today that will change the rest of their life do it in Jesus name listen to me this morning put that on the screen for me there it is I want you to text that now just like you see it in caps TBC decision to 40691 Bishop I want to be a part of your church Bishop I, I, I want Jesus Christ as my savior I don't care if you live in Africa I don't care if you live in Australia I don't care if you live in Hawaii England, Germany, Russia, wherever virtual has made it possible for you to be a member beyond the confines of a wall text what you see tbc decision to 40691 text it right now 
Pastor Reginald Caldwell will be reaching out to you. I need you to remember that name. If you're texting this, I need you to write that down. He's going to reach out to you to welcome you into the Bethel family. More importantly, if you're not saved, to welcome you into the kingdom. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Don't delay. Do it right now. Do it right now. I want you to be a part of the kingdom. Hey, if you signed on late and didn't have a chance to give, or you gave and you're saying, I need to sow an extra seed, or you want to give that $55 seed towards our uh, grocery giveaway. The platform is on the screen now, right now. My God, this word this morning is a delivering word. You ought to go sow an extra, extra seed this morning to just say, God, thank you for the power of your word. Put it back up one more time. Thank you. Y'all read my mind. For the power of your word. If you haven't given this morning, I need you to do that right now. Finally, don't forget Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Midweek Manor. We're in a series on boundaries. You need to be a part of it. And then Saturday, the vaccinations. There it is. The blessing of boundaries. Wednesday night. I'm done with all of that. Watch the screen. Don't leave as the band worships us out. Because I feel there's an anointing right now in your home. There's an anointing on you right now in your car as you drive or on your job. That you need to let this uh, word this morning resonate in your spirit. They're going to worship us out of here. You pay attention to announcements as they go across the screen so that you will know what's up in the body of Christ. The Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Peace. All right, you guys, we have reached the end of another podcast, and we pray that the word and the music thus far has definitely got you where you need it to be. Um, We are, uh, once again, looking forward to coming together on the fourth Sunday of this month. Uh, Again, our services begin at 10 a.m. We are located at 3039 Therofield Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Uh, We are definitely looking forward to seeing a new face come into the building. Um, And it's it's not about uh, trying to boast about anyone's ministry because it's not about us. It's all about God. Um, But I can say that those who come to visit and those who come to see us, they do come back multiple times because the first time. Is just like a Lay's potato chip. You just can't have only that one. That one chip just ain't going to do it. So you always end up sticking your hand back in that Lay's potato chip bag. Because you just can't have just one. You just can't have it. It just doesn't work. So I'll say that to say this. If you come and visit us, you will not be disappointed. The Lord moves in that place. And I know it's just not our ministry that the Lord moves in, but I can say from personal experience and from being in there myself and anybody who knows me, you know, I'm not about to slide any kind of uh, bull jive in your in your direction. I'm not going to uh, try to sugarcoat anything, nor am I going to try to tell you something that I don't believe is factual. You will not be disappointed if you come through and enjoy Jesus with us. Uh, So we are expecting to see some faces come through the door on the fourth Sunday of April. 
2021 at 10 a.m. Even if you can't make it at 10 o'clock and it's 10, 15, 10, 20, it's all right. We don't mind. Uh, it's better late than never. So come on through. Enjoy Jesus with us. We would love to see you come and fellowship with us at House of Deliverance Ministries. Uh, we are uh, preparing ourselves uh, once again. This will be attempt number three to bring the word on the fourth Sunday. Uh, all I can say is I can't promise you that I'll be able to bring the word because it seems like every time we come together, something happens. I'm not going to say what that something is. You have to be there to be able to, to see and experience it for yourself. But something always seems to happen where I'm unable to deliver the message. But what God needs to deliver always comes. It's always there. And uh, he never misses. He always gives exactly what we need. So uh, we would love for you to come and uh, and say that you were there to be able to see whether I was able to or unable to give the word on the fourth Sunday. So there's only one way to find out. You have to be there. Uh, we love you all. We appreciate you all. We thank you again for taking out time to listen to the podcast uh, and to not just have it be posted and have no one uh, listen to it or uh, or enjoy what God has given me to give to his people. Um, but we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And as always, we will see you on the other side. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. And I don't know about you. But even through all of this, God has been good to me. And if he's been good to me, I know he's been good to you. As a matter of fact, we're going to take some time throughout this whole service to just let you know and talk about the goodness of Jesus. Because even in the COVID, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's doing for me, not just what he's done, but all that he's doing, my soul, your soul, should cry out. So no matter where you are right now, if you're in your living room, if you're in your car, on your phone, on your laptop, if you can just take time and enjoy God with us today, he will be glorified. So come on and clap your hands and we have some church for a little while. Come on. Come on, clap your hands and give him praise.
church and the church had a certain sound I think we should take it back to the old time way come on y'all let's sing it
He's been good. He's been good. 